0: Your marriage has suffered a massive blow of betrayal. Adultery through pornography and or extramarital relationships has been discovered. You both want to save the marriage if possible by working on reconciliation and recovery. But now you're wondering if you need to tell anyone or if you should just keep it private and work on it together. Well, we went through the same scenario, and today we're going to let you peek inside our marriage and the devastation we experienced through infidelity to see the process we went through when trying to decide to tell or not to tell. That is the question. So grab a yummy beverage, get comfortable, and listen in as we take a trip down memory lane just four and a half short years ago and walk you through three things we did right and one thing we didn't when making the decision to tell or not to tell. Has your marriage been shattered by sexual betrayal? Are you wondering if there's any possible way to save your marriage or even if you want to? Is there just the tiniest glimmer of hope that you and your spouse can work it out, but you have no clue how or where to start?
1: Hello, and welcome to Beyond Broken Vows podcast. We're your hosts, Johnny and Emily Spiegelmeyer, two formerly seriously broken people who have been called by God to share our story of redemption and the hope that lies within every story that's fully surrendered to God. And we have been where you are, my friends.
0: As a result of adultery fueled by pornography, the marriage vows we had exchanged as newlyweds were eventually shattered. However, we are here together to let you know that this devastation we experienced was actually a gift. On our show, we will be sharing the resources we found invaluable on our road to reconciliation and recovery. We'll tackle the topics of marriage, faith in God, infidelity, porn addiction, and recovery. We will also be taking questions from you, our awesome audience.
1: So if you're ready to move from pain-filled todays into hope-filled tomorrows, grab your favorite beverage and spend a little time with us. We want you to know that your story matters and that there is hope for your marriage through Christ Jesus.
0: Marriage is redeemed.
1: Hearts renewed.
0: On Beyond Broken Vows podcast. Hey there, everyone. This is Emily, and I have with me my husband and co-host, Johnny. Hello, and welcome back. Yeah, we're really glad to be back this week, and man, I'm just really grateful for the air-conditioned space that we have to record because we're in Texas, and it is hot.
1: It is hot.
0: It is so, so hot. Um, we have had a heat wave for, I don't know, what is it, a month and a half now?
1: Mm-hmm. I read a meme on Facebook recently that says that I don't know exactly how hot it is, but I just saw two hobbits throw a ring over my backpack.
0: Yeah, I like that one. Um, but anyway, we are just glad to be here. And last week we had talked about triggers and we ended with how to redeem triggers. And so, you know, we're kind of curious. We gave you all some homework to try to redeem your triggers and we want to know how that went or how that's going. So drop us a line and let us know.
1: Yes, we'd love to hear that.
0: Before we get started in our topic for today, Johnny, would you go ahead and open us up in prayer?
1: Yes, I would love to. Father, thank you so much for bringing us together again today. You join us all together by your Holy Spirit. We pray, Father, that as we talk it out and those that would be in the hearing, Lord, that you would bring healing, that you would bring insight, that you would bring wisdom and clarity so that there could be forward movement and there could be open communication that brings the dark things into the light. Thank you again for this time that we get to share together. We ask, Lord, for your blessing over every word we say and every word that is heard. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, so for the first dozen episodes, we've been walking through the process in a semi-chronological way on how we started our healing journey from discovery and disclosure to deciding to be married. Uh, you know, we're talking about forgiveness and honesty and apologizing. We've worked on these things that are a little bit like damage control. Right. All of these things that we've talked about and as we've done it, we've got some solid ground under our feet now. So now it's time to turn a little outward this week. And we're going to talk about should we tell other people about what's going on between you and I.
0: Yeah, right.
1: We've cratered, right? We have this new reality of infidelity through pornography and through extramarital relationships. Mm -hmm. And so our lives are broken and shattered. We're all over the map and we're trying to just get these things figured out. And so in today's show, we're going to ask questions and we're going to answer them. Okay. So Emily, I have our first question for you. Should we even tell others?
0: Well, we've already told the whole world (laughs) through this podcast, but we're really talking about when this was all fresh and new, right? This was four and a half years ago when our marriage imploded. Right. Um, You know, it was all just a shocking, devastating thing. And as we rose out of the ashes and got a footing under us, we had to start making decisions about whether we're going to tell other people. Right. Right. And that wasn't a real easy process for us.
1: No, it wasn't an easy process. We had to start making decisions on, first of all, are we going to tell others? And then it was kind of, okay, if we do tell others, who do we tell? Mm -hmm. As we were working through that process, we came to understand that during that time period, we had to be very specific about who we were talking to. Because this is such a sensitive subject that it could be painful And it could come back to us in some very negative ways. Mm -hmm. So we just want to say right now that each couple has to make their own decisions about who to tell and who not to tell, or even if to tell anyone.
0: Right, exactly. That is definitely a personal decision. And there's really not any right or wrong answer. This is just between each couple and God. Yes. But this is our story. And this is what we did. And so we just want to talk about what our process became. And we don't do everything right the first time around. A lot of times, you know, it takes some trial and error. But as we learn and grow, we get a better handle on things. And, And I think we came up with some pretty good ways to go about making these decisions.
1: Yes. And along the way, as we were deciding who to tell, we had our very specific reasons why we were going to tell these folks and not others. Mm-hmm. And we believed that it was the right decision at the time. But even since starting this podcast, some folks that didn't previously know about us before had just found out. Mm-hmm. And it was it was painful for them. Yes. And they were kind of feeling a little left out of the loop, I can imagine. Mm -hmm. We actually have not been able to have those conversations with them at this point.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, that makes us feel sad that this revelation may have been shocking and or hurtful. But then again, we have to also remind ourselves that we're not responsible for the way other people react. And it's not our place to manage their emotions.
1: It is a very difficult thing. It's difficult news to hear, especially if it's a close friend or a family member. And Mm -hmm. if they're hurt by it, they should be. Right. It's
0: a hurtful thing.
1: Right. And so there was a choice to be made for honestly leaving some folks out of the loop. It was because we just didn't live our lives in an everyday way with them. Sure.
0: So we asked ourselves some questions, right? Yes. So, Johnny, we're talking about whether we should tell or not. Why wouldn't we want to tell others?
1: That's a really good question. And the first thing that comes up right away is it's embarrassing. Yes. You don't want to have to admit that kind of thing to anybody from both sides of the equation. Me as the betrayer, I don't want to admit to anybody what I've done.
0: Right. And me as the betrayed, I don't want anybody to know what you've done And what they might think about what our marriage is really like, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm absolutely embarrassed by my behavior. Mm -hmm. And you might be embarrassed by my behavior. Yes. (laughs) Because now this is an issue of my behavior that is now open.
0: Yes. And I can honestly say I was not just embarrassed, but humiliated. Yes. And I'm sure you were too.
1: I was very humiliated by my behavior and the knowledge of that because part of my addiction was keeping all of that secret, right? isolating myself, making sure that nobody knew about it. It was that shame and guilt covering all of that up.
0: Right. And everybody had this idea of who we were and what kind of a marriage we had that ended up being completely untrue, at least on your part, because I thought we had a wonderful marriage. And I was always telling people what an incredible husband I had, right? Yes. And so- That itself, it's humiliating to have to admit that, well, we're not the happy, so in love, completely committed couple that we were projecting all of those years. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I can remember going to church. For the first time after Uh, this happened, uh, before we actually stepped foot back in church, it was probably a couple of months.
1: Yeah, I actually don't remember how long it took us to return back to church, but we eventually did.
0: Yes, and I was pretty scared to walk through those doors, because I didn't know at that point who knew and who didn't.
1: Right. So the next one is, I'm afraid of others' reactions. I'm afraid of the condemnation. That may come as a result of that.
0: Right. And I didn't really want anybody thinking things about you that maybe weren't even true. Right. I mean, there was enough bad stuff that was true, but I didn't want them thinking bad things about you or about why you might have done that, right? I had a fear that somebody would say to me that maybe it was my fault. Maybe I wasn't a good enough wife. Maybe yes. I wasn't keeping you happy sexually. Maybe, you know, it was something that I did to cause you to go outside of the marriage, right? Right. So there was a lot of that kind of a fear, people reacting in a negative way.
1: Right. And for me, I was just afraid people were going to be angry with me. I had spent the last few years as a licensed minister. And I really kind of felt in my shame and my guilt, my humiliation and being embarrassed that I had betrayed every person in the church.
0: Mm -hmm. And in a sense, you had. Yes. You were projecting yourself as something that you weren't. That's correct. Yeah. So that's tough stuff. And I also just didn't want to be pitied. Yes. I didn't want people to feel sorry for me. I just, <laughs> I really just didn't want, you know, any of that negativity at all. So, yeah. What about you? Did you?
1: Yeah, see, that was kind of the same thing with me, too, is that I did not want to feel pitied for being something lesser. I had already done disclosure and I was starting to get on top of it and I didn't really want to feel other people's pity for, oh, the poor addict. You know, that was what my mind was trying to tell me. So, yes, I didn't want to be pitied either. Mm -hmm. And the last one I wanted to bring up was that I don't want to hurt others with our new reality. Mm -hmm. What we have to say to others is a shocking and painful thing.
0: Well, don't I know it? (laughs) Yes.
1: And so we're volunteering them for this information now by saying, hey, I want to talk to you. Do you have a minute? I just want to share with you. Blah.
0: Right. <laughs> I know. It's the kind of information that's really hard to digest. It's very shocking in its nature. And it's it's not something that we want to put on other people unnecessarily.
1: Right. Right. So those are the reasons why we wouldn't want to tell other people about our situation. Mm-hmm. But Emily, why would we want to tell others?
0: Well, there's some really good reasons why we would want to. First of all, we might need somebody to counsel us, right? After a devastating event like this, we're kind of lost. We're shattered. We don't know what to do, and we need help.
1: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we need help.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so we need somebody's wisdom and, and direction just to really function. Really, after isn't something that, like that?
1: Right? Isn't that really the first question? Is what do I do?
0: Mm-hmm. What do we do now? Yeah, or what do I do now? Yeah, it wasn't even a we at that point, was it? No,
1: we each had to make our own decision.
0: Right. We needed to tell somebody in the beginning because we needed some help. Yes. And another reason that we would want to tell somebody was, wow, I need some comfort. Yeah. I need some comfort from a friend. Right. I need somebody else to know, somebody who's in my corner, somebody who's going to love me no matter what I tell them. And I might need some encouragement but just somebody to be there for me.
1: Yes, and it was the same on my side too. I needed to be able to tell some friends. And unfortunately, I had betrayed all of my friends as well in different ways through my actions. And I had to confess these things to them. But these were friends that I knew that would be there for me. They've proven it through the years before. And so I took a chance. And I was like, these are the ones I need to call. And they were there. Mm
0: -hmm. They
1: stood by me. They did not tell me what I did was right or wrong. They just let me know that they're really sad that I'm hurting and that God will help bring good out of this. And they were confident of that.
0: Yeah. And you say that you knew, but really deep down, you weren't 100% sure no. They would react that way, were you? No,
1: no, no. I had my doubts yeah. uh, because, again, coming out of my addiction, I was still kind of in the mix of it because recovery hadn't begun. So yeah. all those ugly thought processes were still there. I was still believing that if people truly knew who I was, that they would just not have anything to do with me anymore. They would sign me off, get rid of me, be done. Mm-hmm. So there was that fear and doubt. But I made a choice to go ahead and do that.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and I have heard from other people that sometimes it doesn't go as well for them as it did for you. No. You know, sometimes when friends are told, they turn their back on people. And yes. that is so unfortunate. And I know that's very hurtful. So I'm just very grateful that your friends and my friends didn't do that. But I know it's reality for some.
1: It is. And it's an unfortunate reality.
0: And another reason we might want to tell other people about what happened in our marriage is to just share the load, share that burden. Yes. It's a lot to carry on your own. Right. And it's pretty heavy. And we know that God can carry our burdens for us, but sometimes we need God with skin on (laughs) to do that with us.
1: Over my lifetime, I've worked my vocation an awful lot by myself. And I had our pastor tell me this one time, Johnny. By yourself, you probably can work faster, but with help, you can go further. Mm -hmm. You might be able to work through some things faster, but if you share that burden, you can go a lot further. We were not meant to go through this alone.
0: Mm -mm. Absolutely.
1: And so the last point to bring up under why would we want to tell others is I want to rid myself of my secrets. Confession is good for the soul. Mm -hmm. First John 1 9 reminds us if we confess our sins. He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So this is a benefit of unloading that. Even though the context of this verse is confessing to God, if you have chosen good friends, then you can say this kind of stuff. And when you talk this out with others, the Holy Spirit does a work in that, that God says that he is faithful and just to purify us from all of our unrighteousness.
0: Yes. And I remember early on in our marriage, your pornography use came up a few times here and there. Yes. And we kind of made a decision to keep it in-house. We did. And we didn't tell anybody else. We thought, okay, we've been to all the marriage conferences. We read all the books. We listen to all the programs on the radio about marriage. And we've got this. And you know what? That was a mistake, wasn't it? It
1: was a mistake. And we didn't go outside of ourselves because it would have been embarrassing. Yeah. It would have been humiliating. Right. We were afraid we would receive pity.
0: Mm -hmm. You know,
1: all those things that we talked about just a minute ago about why we wouldn't want to. Those are the reasons why we chose not to.
0: Right. And I can say now, looking back, that was a huge mistake and we should have told somebody and maybe more than one somebody, right. you know, to get some accountability and get some help and direction.
1: Yes. And because we chose to keep that in-house and not seek help from others, I learned how to hide it better.
0: Well, yeah, because we just kind of fixed the immediate problem, right? I was upset. You apologized, promised not to do it again, and it was done.
1: Yes. Essentially, I made promises to you that I couldn't keep because I was an addict. I didn't know that that time I was an addict, but I was. And basically, I agreed to everything so that I could get out of trouble. And we talked about that in episode 10 when we addressed the healing apology about godly sorrow versus worldly sorrow. Mm -hmm. And that was a worldly sorrow kind of scenario there.
0: Right. So, yeah, we did it that way back then. So this time around we decided to go through a process of really contemplating whether we were going to tell or not tell Mm -hmm. and not just hide behind all those fears that we had early on in our marriage, right?
1: Right. And this was a result of a lot of discussion between you and I.
0: Yes. We didn't go into this lightly. Right. So we came up with some steps that we want to share with you.
1: Step one is talk to your spouse about it.
0: Right. If there's a person that you have on your mind that you think you may should tell, well, actually, we want to just say, don't should on yourself. You know, we we need to take that word should out. There's really no should about it. It's really a personal choice. Right. And, you know, we feel that there are some people who need to know and there's some people who don't need to know. But we don't have to should on ourselves and say, you know, we have to do this. So we do we talk about the individuals or the groups of people that we would consider telling. Yes. And and then the next thing that we do after talking about it is step 2 pray about it. Right. Right? You know, pray about it individually and together as a couple.
1: Right. Because
0: this is a decision that affects both of us. And so we also just want to be open to the Holy
1: Spirit as well. And that's really the most important part. It really got down to being aware of what the Spirit was doing, because sometimes as we were at one point convinced that somebody needs to know, that the Spirit then came back and let us know that maybe not right now, Mm -hmm. or maybe not at all. Right. And it saved us maybe from something that we didn't know about. Or saved them. Yes, or (laughs) saved them. That's correct. Yeah. From really difficult information. And uh, we work hard on trusting the Holy Spirit.
0: Okay, so then step three is we ask ourselves these three questions.
1: Question number one, do I need counsel and or direction from this person? And for us, the answer was yes.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, yes. We were lost. We didn't know what to do. And the first person that we contacted was our pastor.
1: Yes, that's right. Not only was he our pastor, but he was also my boss.
0: That's true. And he was also your friend. That's right. And so, yes, you contacted him and we each individually had meetings with him yes at the very beginning right right and uh that was an amazing help uh, he was so gracious and so loving to us and in fact very protective of us
1: yes very much so so let's move this on to our next question question number 2 emily
0: yes do i need comfort and encouragement from this person
1: right that's your friend mm-hmm. that's the person that you go to that you need help from when you say I just need a friend right now.
0: Right. And actually, it was our pastor that really encouraged me to get a few women from church to tell and to have praying for me and to be able to talk about this. And I really kind of resisted that at first because of the embarrassment and right. the shame of it. And I knew there were some women there who could be my mentors and who could really walk through this with me. But I was very hesitant to do so. Yes, And that was uh, between the first disclosure and then the full disclosure. I was trying to think of who that would be and when I was going to do that. But after the full disclosure, which was two weeks after discovery, I was so broken and so devastated that really the only people that I could think to tell were my best friends. My best friends we used to go to church with when we first got married and started raising our kids. They've been our friends for more than 30 years, and we don't go to the same church anymore, but these were the women that I wanted to tell. These were my friends who I knew would have my back. So they came over to hear something from me that they knew was pretty serious, and they actually thought that I was going to tell them that I have breast cancer. So in one sense, they were relieved that it wasn't that, (laughs) but... They were pretty shocked as well, but so gracious and so loving and caring to me. And that's what I needed. I needed somebody else to just wrap their arms around me and tell me that they're there for me. Yes. And so, Johnny, did you feel like you needed some comfort from a friend?
1: Yes. As a matter of fact, on that same night when you had your friends come over, you asked me to leave the house. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I did. And you told me that you would text me and let me know when it was okay to come back to the house. (laughs) Right. (laughs) uh, Which is basically saying, stay away until I contact you. Yeah. And so I took that opportunity to sit down to dinner with my best friend. Mm -hmm. And I told him that night because his wife was at our house with you. Yes. Yes. And so I met with him for a while and we talked it over. And unfortunately, he was quite shocked, but he was also very understanding and very caring. He was very supportive as my friend. And after that, I got a couple of other folks on the phone, really good friends of mine. And I let them know what was going on as well, because they were tied with some of the ministry and were going to be asking questions why I had just disappeared without a word.
0: Mm-hmm, right. So that brings us to the third question. Do I owe that person an explanation or an apology?
1: Right. And that's a really good one to ask. If you do owe them an explanation, like I just said, there are folks that I was heavily involved with ministry and they were going to need to know why I was no longer going to be participating because I was suspended immediately. I immediately had my minister's credentials revoked.
0: Yes, And
1: I was unable to act in those capacities any longer mm-hmm. for the term of my suspension.
0: Right. Yeah. And so asking that question can get a little sticky because owing somebody an apology right. or owing them an explanation, you know, we had to really weigh that and go to the Lord with it. So, yeah, if we ask ourselves those three questions and we discover that we answer no to all three, well, then that person may not need to be told. Right. At least not at that time. That's correct. Because you can go through this process at a later date.
1: Right. It is a very fluid process in that sense is that there are going to be folks that you may decide need to know right away because there's going to be some serious questions. Like for my case, like, why I disappeared off the face of the earth when I was a very upfront figure in ministry. Right. There would be those who would want to know what happened? Where did you go? Why had, I mean, literally, I was there one day in a very big and bold presence, and the next day, gone without a word.
0: Yeah. So there's a lot of curiosity around that. Right. And we found a scripture that ties in well with this process. And it comes from James 5, 13 through 16. I'm going to read that for you. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Again, that's James 5 13 through 16.
1: It's such a great verse, and not just a verse, but a whole passage there. And it's not necessarily just about talking to God about where you've fallen short, but it's also talking to others and inviting that dialogue, that conversation. It's opening yourself up to being comforted by others.
0: Yeah, and bringing things out from the darkness into the light. Yes. It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. So that's one of the big things that we have learned in our process of recovery is that sin in secret can destroy you. That's right. But when you bring it out into the light, that's where God can heal it. He can do something with it.
1: Right, right? and actually takes the power away from sin. Yeah. When it is in the light.
0: Yes, confession, like you said earlier, is good for the soul.
1: All right. So in recap, we wanted to walk back through it. So question 1 is, do we even tell others? Question number 2, why wouldn't we want to tell other people? Question 3, why would we want to tell other people? And then the three steps for deciding who to tell. First step, talk to your spouse about it. Step 2, Pray about it, individually and together, and remember to be open to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. Step three, ask yourselves the three questions we just covered. Do I need counsel and direction? Do I need comfort and or encouragement? Do I owe that person an apology or an explanation? And the conclusion here is if you answer no to these questions, then that person may not need to be told right now or even in the future. However, if you answered yes to any of the three questions, then feel free to talk to those that you have in mind. So, 1 John 1 7 tells us that if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. This is a great verse that also reminds us that scripture is just full from beginning to end of verses, passages, and stories that remind us of the benefits of talking to one another.
0: Right. Open communication.
1: Yes, absolutely. Emily, would you close us in prayer today?
0: I'd love to. Dear Heavenly Father, when I think about what we've gone through and how you were there for us every step of the way and the things that you did to redeem us and give us a brand new marriage, I still sometimes can't even believe that we made it through this far. And I know that It's all because of you. And I know there's other people going through a similar situation. So Father, I just ask that you would also be there with them. Show them your love. Show them your mercy and your grace. Help them to surrender to you fully so that you can do your work. The work that you do so well. The way that you fix everything. (laughs) The way that you make everything new. So thank you, Father, for all your good gifts. Thank you that we can always come to you with any kind of pain or burden or sorrow and our joys as well, because you have given us so much hope and so much joy that the reason we're telling the world is because you were so amazing and you did this for us. So thank you so much for all you've done and all you will do in our lives and in the lives of those around the world who cry out to you as well. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Emily, thank you so much for praying for us. So your homework for this week is to continue to redeem your triggers. And if you have done so successfully, drop us a line and let us know what trigger or triggers that you have redeemed.
0: Yes, and you can also start or continue to work on the process for your decision on whether to tell others or not.
1: Yes, and if you would like prayer for your marriage, please send your specific request to us at support at beyondbrokenvows.com
0: okay we just laid out all the whys of telling or not telling other people about marital betrayal right join us next week when we talk about how we told others right okay because we did make the decision to tell some people
1: that's right we did and
0: how did we do it so that's coming up next week so until next time
1: marriage is redeemed
0: hearts renewed on beyond broken Vows podcast
1: Thank you so much for joining us today, and before you go, if this podcast has encouraged you and you're feeling some hope for today, please share this show with someone else you know who is going through a similar situation and needs to know that they're not alone. One of the best ways you can help us reach more people is to leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. And as always, we would love to hear questions from you that we can answer on our midweek show. Just email us at support at beyondbrokenvows.com. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.